0: Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Wednesday, November 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at Italy's defiance of EU spending rules, a record-breaking losing streak for US crude oil, and calls from Angela Merkel for a unified European army. Then, George Parker will give us the latest on a Brexit deal from the halls of the House of Commons. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. The midnight EU deadline for Italy's budget came and went last night, but the country remained defiant. The European Commission had called for Italy to resubmit a budget after rejecting the country's first submission last month. But Italy's populist coalition government said Rome would stick to its spending plans. Their budget was rejected because the Commission called it an unprecedented breach of spending rules at a time when its debt is high. Italy wants to increase welfare spending and reduce the retirement age it also plans to lower certain taxes. Rome now faces potential fines from the commission, starting at 0.2% of Italy's GDP. Italy's economy minister Giovanni Tria wrote a letter to the EU, and he said, quote, the government considers the current economic and social conditions particularly unsatisfactory and believes an acceleration of economic growth is necessary. Technology shares bounced back yesterday but a prolonged sell-off in oil prices overshadowed that rebound. Oil prices fell more than 7% yesterday to an eight-month low. U.S. crude has now been on a losing streak for 12 days. Prices have suffered in the last few weeks because investors are worried about a global oversupply. Demand forecasts have been down, but the U.S., Saudi Arabia, and Russia have kept up a strong output. The S&P 500 fell nearly 0.2% with the energy sector 2.4% lower on the day. Last week, French President Emmanuel Macron called for the creation of a European army, and German Chancellor Angela Merkel is now backing him up. Ms. Merkel spoke to the European Parliament on Tuesday, and she made a passionate appeal for closer defense cooperation between EU member states. Ms. Merkel said, quote, The times when we could unconditionally rely on others are over. That means that if we Europeans want to survive as a community, we must take our fate more decisively into our own hands. (laughs) Ms. Merkel's speech happened shortly after U.S. President Donald Trump criticized Mr. Macron on Twitter. Mr. Trump tweeted that France should, quote, pay for NATO or not. Ms. Merkel emphasized that a common army would not be aimed against NATO. She said the Army would be a good complement to the Alliance. And here's something you might want to know more about. The EU has agreed to Britain's terms for Brexit. The FT's George Parker is following the latest.
1: Uh, I'm working in Westminster. So I'm I'm, I'm in the House of Commons, 50 yards from Big Ben. So I can give you a bit of atmos if you like.
0: Yeah, that's great. So why don't we just start there? So we are speaking on Tuesday. So can you give us kind of a sense of where you are and what the atmosphere is like?
1: Well, the atmosphere is electric because people know that this is the moment of truth. There are plenty of conservative Eurosceptics wandering around the corridors, Even before they've seen the final text that's been drawn up in Brussels saying they're going to vote it down. You have people like Boris Johnson, the former foreign secretary, saying this would leave Britain as a vassal state, taking European rules. You've got other Eurosceptics urging cabinet ministers to resign rather than accept this. Some of them accusing the cabinet of being like a load of jellyfish. People are waiting to see the final details, but nevertheless, some people have already staked out their positions pretty clearly.
0: And the biggest point of contention is the Irish border. Can you explain that debate?
1: The Irish border question is really a commitment by both Britain and the European Union that Whatever happens after Brexit, there should not be a return to the hard border in Northern Ireland. So back in the days of the Troubles, the Ireland border was a militarised zone, effectively, with British soldiers with checkpoints and all the rest of it. And as part of the peace process in Northern Ireland, it was agreed that the Irish border would become nothing more than a line on the map. So now if you cross the border, there are no checks, there's no physical infrastructure, no clue really that you're moving from British-controlled territory into the Republic of Ireland. And the concern is, in Brussels and indeed in London that after Brexit, if Britain leaves the EU, there'll be a need for a whole range of customs and other regulatory controls at the border, because suddenly there'll be a land border between the EU, which obviously includes the Republic of Ireland, and Great Britain, which includes Northern Ireland. So that's the big question. How do you manage Britain's withdrawal from the EU without creating a whole range of customs and other checks in Ireland?
0: And what do we know about the withdrawal treaty that was announced on Tuesday? Well, we know that it's going to be very
1: long indeed, running to over 400 pages. A lot of this is fairly uncontentious stuff about citizens' rights after Brexit. There's a, a section on the amount of money Britain will have to pay to the EU after we leave, about £39 billion. Pounds. Here, we think that the EU and Britain have agreed a new regime where Britain. We'll stay close to the customs union, the EU customs union, for as long as it takes for us to secure a new trade deal. And the idea is that eventually a trade deal will create frictionless trade between Britain uh, and the rest of the EU and doing away with the hard border. But there is a fear among some Tory Eurosceptics that this temporary customs union arrangement might turn out to be rather permanent. And that's really one of the points of contention here at Westminster, whether Theresa May is basically signing Britain into a permanent customs union relationship with the EU against our
0: will. And what is expected to happen today on Wednesday? What is uh, Theresa May expected to do?
1: Well, on Wednesday, it's going to be a big showdown, really, with the cabinet. So she's convening her cabinet at 2 p.m. London time. And essentially, she wants her cabinet, comprised of about 25 ministers, to agree the terms of Britain's withdrawal from the EU. It's going to be a very tense meeting.
0: And why is it going to be so hard for her in the cabinet meeting?
1: Well, the cabinet's divided out of about 25 ministers. There are around about nine or ten who you would count as Eurosceptics, who don't like the, really the deal that Theresa May's done. They don't consider it to be... A real Brexit in inverted commerce. They think it leaves Britain tied to the EU far too closely. They prefer a much cleaner break. They're worried that Northern Ireland could eventually be split off from the rest of the UK. So there are a whole range of issues they, they're concerned about. Now, the question is whether any of those issues is enough to trigger the resignation of ministers.
0: And what are the prospects for this deal in Parliament? The prospects are
1: very tough for Theresa May. She squandered her parliamentary majority in a general election in 2017. we left her with a minority government. She's propped up by ten Democratic Unionist MPs. These are Northern Ireland politicians who don't like the shape of what Theresa May has been negotiating at all. So that puts her majority in peril. On top of which, you have probably 20, between 20 and 30 Conservative Eurosceptic MPs who might be prepared to vote down a deal. And you've even got a few pro-European conservatives who don't like the deal because they have rather Britain was staying in the European Union full stop. So she's got about a month to persuade her critics and critics of this deal to vote with her in the House of Commons. And she'll be re- deploying a range of arguments. But the number one is that it is in the national interest for Britain to have a deal when we leave the European Union. It may not be the best deal that you could have, but it's better than the alternative, which is basically leaving without a deal at all, which we cause economic chaos at the border, new customs checks, queues of lorries at the port of Dover, and all the rest of it. Theresa May is going to be meeting ministers in Downing Street all through the evening, so we'll be filing updates through the evening for our readers on FD.com.
0: Today on the site, we'll also be following the talks between the EU and US on trade. The US is getting close to a decision on whether to impose tariffs on imported cars and car parts. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, Award winning insights and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com/slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, copyright 2024.
1: Care to join us? Learn how at bellandcat.com.